Hello and welcome to episode 92 of The Critical Twits, where we cast our eye back on the year in gaming that was 2017. Can't quite enamour and woo. For that. Woo, no woo. Welcome to episode 92 of The Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. I'm Brian Ennis. And I'm Aaron Vinsky. And today we're going to start our review of 2017. Mm. We're going to start with all the tabletop games that we have played. Yes. Now, we did record this already. Yeah. And then we realised we talked far too long about tabletop stuff because we are going to talk about video game stuff at the same time. We've split that into a different episode, so I'm now talking to you from the future and I'm about to plunge you into the murky rivers of the already recorded past. Ooh. Enjoy. Critical twits. How are you doing? It's been a while, people. It's been a while. Yeah, a little bit. It's been a while. That's probably why. It's that song, or if I made that up. You could have made it up. It could be a real song for all I know. We've already touched on how terrible my musical knowledge is. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's never heard many, many, many famous songs. Yes. I'm just I'm just checking now. It's only Yeah, it's a stained song. It's been a while. I probably heard that one then, yeah. but I've blanked it out of my memory because yeah. it's stained. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, well, did it not leave an impression? <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Bit of a mark. Not spelled like that, it didn't. <laughs> damn you, damn you, the turn of the millennium and everyone forgetting how words work. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aaron's never heard words by Boyzone. Is it definitely Boyzone? Yes, it is. Okay. We, we, this conversation was drunkenly had the other day. Yeah. No, um, genuinely never heard it. It's only a song, <laughs> a song you've never heard <laughs> to take your friends away. I'm sure it would be more amazing if I'd heard the actual song and recognised yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm fucking hilarious. People out there rolling in the aisles, man. <laughs> they're rolling in the aisles. Because um, they're listening to this while shopping. Yes, or in the cinema. Or in the cinema. Or church. Yes. Yes. If if you've ever listened to us in the in a church, let us know. Yeah, you'll we'll, get an instant, instant high five. We'll we'll send you things. <laughs> we need proof. Proof. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So we're going to talk about all the different types of gaming. What we do. What kinds of gaming do we do, Aaron? Uh, we do tabletop role playing games. Yes, we do. We do tabletop miniatures games. We do. We do tabletop board games. We do lots of stuff on a tabletop. And and we do lack of tabletop video games. Video games. Although yes. we do play them on a tabletop occasionally. Yes. Yeah, I I we are at a table with my laptop what I play games on now. Yeah. And this is where I play my games. We so. like sitting down and we like tables. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to the Critical Twits Tablecast, where we talk about flat surfaces, um, planes of wood and plastic protrusions. That's, yeah. Yeah. Works. We kind of ran out of steam there. Um, yeah. So we're going to start with the tabletop stuff and end with the video games. Yes. As is tradition. It's the third time we've done this. Mm. Well, it's the first time we've done it for 2017. We did it for 2016 yeah. and 2015. Yeah. Um, so you can go and listen to those if you want to have hear some really outdated references. Yay, nostalgia. I was tempted to go back and listen to what we were excited about for this year. Oh, yeah, we could and, have done, yeah. And then gone, did, was it good? Was it not good? Did we just completely miss it? Yeah. But that required too much effort. Yeah. Because uh, December is a cold and unglamorous month where we haven't really done anything. No. <laughs> um, but we're back. Yes. We are. Guess who's back? 
Twitzer back. Have you I've heard, heard that, that song? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> then take it away, man. Sing for me. No. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, board games and tabletop role-playing games can kind of lump together. It's been a yeah. bit of a weird year for us. Yeah, it has. We started yeah. really strong mm. when we first started the channel. We were playing all sorts of stuff all the time. Yeah. And then everything has kind of collapsed like the veneer of decency over our actually barbaric civilization. That would have been funny if I could have said it. (laughs) Everything has collapsed. No, I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, everything's collapsed like the uh, thin veneer of... I can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. You're going to keep that in, aren't you? Everything's collapsed like your elocution. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like my words, what I do. Um... Yeah, every, everything's collapsed. All our, our gaming groups have kind of become spotty and intermittent. Yeah. Um, or at least, like, people haven't been attending, and so role-play games are hard. Yes. Because you want consistent characters and such like. Yeah. We got to the point, we talked about in a previous podcast, where we had a second campaign going on that ran when the first one wasn't running. Yeah. Which was The Sprawl. Yeah. Which is a great game. I yes. really enjoy The Sprawl. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed every time I've played that as well. But it's not our main sort of campaign. We've kind of no. desperately been searching around for a campaign this year. And it, I think partly it's, it's due to... And it's not like anyone's fault. You don't blame anyone. But no. you get older, things get more difficult. Yeah, I was going to say, for this year, I mean, for me alone, because I've definitely been spotty and disappearing. Yeah, on, yeah. On things. I didn't want to say, mate, but oh, yeah. there's some clearer still in the other yeah, room. Yeah. Sort yourself out. <laughs> it's all that old stress just keep, that's coming out. I keep wanting to squeeze them. You should. Make, it, make a good video. You don't like it when I touch you. <laughs> it's not technically touching me, it's touching my infection. The infection's inside your skin. I'd have to finger the end of the boil. <laughs> yeah, but it's dead and it, I don't feel it anymore, so it's okay. fine. Okay. Um, yeah, on that horrible tangent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. The start of this year was me doing my dissertation. Yeah. So I spent a lot of my time focusing on that rather yeah. than all the other things I had going on. Yes. And then I got a job. You got a job, yeah. A, that requires me to travel 100 miles a day. And yes. is so difficult to fit and time to fit in and yeah. that's just me everybody else has had something similar along yeah. those kind of lines well I had a, a relationship that collapsed like yeah. the thin veneer of civilization that holds our society together yeah well done yeah I got it it's the <laughs> fifth time I tried to use that but I think I said society not society it's fine it's fine no one will notice I'll, I'll, just, I'll just lessen the uh, volume on uh, that oh, little oh, section hang on you could cut this in society <laughs> give you another one society that's how I really sound. Um, yeah, so that was that. That takes time and effort and sorting your life out. And then I changed jobs. Yeah, and that takes time and effort and sorting yeah. your life out. I had no money, so I marked for an exam board, which takes time and effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's been a tricky year. Yes, um, not just for us personally, but for the world as a whole. We have mad people in power. Yeah, across. Uh, Western civilization, the rise of racism, uh, resurgence in uh, harassment of uh, of women, yeah, um, and minorities, scapegoating, um, the abuse people in power, yeah, uh, more impending disaster in the Middle East, yeah, um, Africa's fucked by all accounts in certain places, yeah, um, the yeah the rise of the internet. Um, just the rise of the internet really that's a shit place yeah yeah it's just, yeah. It's just become more of a cesspit so you know 
Yeah. What games did we play, mate? Let's yeah. lighten this, uh, lighten to, this up. To run away from that stuff, to be honest. Yeah. So gaming's quite a good escape from the world. So yeah. have we flung ourselves full body into other games to make up for the lack of like the role play have we been diving into brand new games like we have done because we used to be like really really on it like this yeah. is new let's play it let's lick it let's rub it on our faces I feel a little bit like that collective horribleness has made me want to find stuff that is comforting so yes. I've gone back to things I like instead yeah. more um, so, so we were looking through of games that were actually published this year yeah between me and you, we've got three yeah. board games that yeah. were published this year, which are Dark Souls, the board game. Yep. Um, this War of Mine. Yep. And Sherlock Holmes consulting detective Jack the Ripper and West End Adventures. Mm. It's a succinct title. It is, yes. Um, so we can talk about those. Um, Dark Souls is really disappointing. We haven't played the other two. <laughs> yeah there we go we're done really aren't we yeah I don't understand why everybody was raving about Dark Souls it wasn't terrible <sighs> but it it really lacked something just didn't pop did it no it was okay yeah the rule book was crazy mm. and I could never find what I was looking for I got so angry when we tried playing it that I threw the rule book across the table mm -hmm. three times yeah yeah and legitimately it wasn't Sometimes I do stuff for attention because I'm an only child and I wasn't hugged enough. Yeah. 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 That wasn't oh, one of those times. <laughs> yeah, no, Thank it wasn't you. one of those Thank you. You've, you've grown used to my weirdness. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it was It was one of us would pick it up and look through and go, it genuinely fucking isn't in here. I don't get it. And then yeah. find it 10 minutes later. In a weird place. Yeah. Yeah, which made it frustrating. Yeah. Um, but once you've got the rules down, you know, you carry on, you play it more. Yeah. But we didn't. No, because it didn't seem to go anywhere. No. Sort of, if you played a game, went, okay, I understand how this works. I don't really feel the need to play again. No. You know, I mean, you could say that about things like Pandemic, which I absolutely love. Yeah, but that it had a, oh, one more go. Yeah. Dark Souls felt very grindy as a board game. Yeah. Um, you know, let's go back to the thing and reset the monsters and get some more loot and some more XP and levels up before we fight the boss. Yeah, which uh, is thematically accurate. Yeah, but it's the worst bit of games, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, grinding is, is something I've never bothered playing MMOs because of all the incessant grinding. Mm. What occurs? Because, you know, you only live once and you don't want to be lying on your deathbed going, I killed 1.4 million badges in Warcraft. Yeah. I am the best at life. <laughs> Goodbye, my sweet no one who's here. Yeah. And die. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. I, I can understand sometimes that repetitive nature can get in as you can get in a kind of zen like state but yes. when you're playing a board game with other people that zen like state takes you out of it yeah you're not engaging with people as much you're just going okay let's just do this thing and then do this thing let's do this mechanic over and over again that's fine on your own or if you're chatting online and you can just press some buttons and things happen flash on the screen yeah, yeah that's engaging like mindless entertainment is still entertainment and can be useful yeah it's you know just, if you need to relax switch off etc etc yeah um, but it but doesn't work as a board game. There's much more. There's much better board games that you can do for that. Like we will play, um, fun employed cards against humanity, uh, joking hazard. Yeah. Um, those kind of games that don't require any kind of skill, but still make you laugh. Yeah. But you're not like strategizing or anything. No. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it was it was, a, it was just an odd game. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of the people who got hyped for it bought it on Kickstarter, mm. and there's that thing of, I have paid lots of money for this, and I am special because I got it first, therefore it must be good. Yeah, Shut Up and Sit Down brought us up with Scythe. They found us, like, I can't understand why people really enjoy this, but everybody's bought on Kickstarter, yeah. absolutely adores it. It's because you invested in I it. I can't remember <laughs> who it was. I watched a really interesting YouTube video that, that talked about the same phenomenon when it comes to people arguing about which console is better. Because mm. at the end of the day, they're boxes that you plug in the TV and games happen. Yeah. Um, one might have some more megabits yeah. and some bigger frame rates. But really, it's just the games are what you're doing it for. Yeah. Um, and... You know, the games are actually what makes a console good, and yeah. they're pretty much standard. So the only real difference I feel between the consoles is the exclusives. Yes. Um, and and then you, you, could, you could argue about those and those games being better. Yeah. But you can't really... You know, like, it's not the console itself as such. Yeah, it's just a gaming box. But because people spend so much money on it... Yeah. And then they have to kind of justify that decision and they have to kind of double down and be like, well, I made the right choice. Because if you yeah. go, actually, the other console's better than the one I bought, you've made a mistake and you feel bad. Yeah. Um, and therefore, it's easier to defend that. And then your defensiveness triggers someone else's defensiveness yeah. on the other side. And then you kind of build this like tower of cards of, sort of self-justification and yeah. misplaced anger. And then if you think how much a gaming PC costs, mm. like a top-of-the-line gaming PC, it explains the PC arsehole race, a PC master race yes. phenomenon, <laughs> where people are like, well, I play games on PC, therefore my penis is 47 inches long and spews strawberry yop. <laughs> it's the most delicious milky thing I could think of. <laughs> I'd be well happy if it spewed that. <laughs> yeah, my... Uh, my sex life may have been very different. <laughs> a lot wetter. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> good. Is it reinforced with calcium strawberry up? Yeah, I'm sure it it's is. There's probably it. some probiotics in it as well, so it's so, good for you to tell me. Yeah, so, you know, makes a very different conversation. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so I feel like maybe that's where some of that, that came from. I mean, yeah. we're not saying it's a bad game. I no. enjoyed it once I stopped throwing the rule book around, but I never yeah. got the urge to play it again. And I spent a lot of money on that giant box. Yes. Yeah. Um, this war of mine you picked up. I have. Yeah. It, I played the video game and it made me want to die. Yep. Same. Which yeah. is what made me want to pick the board game up for some bizarre reason. But it's also probably the reason why I haven't played it. Yes. Well, when we're having a sad day, bring it round. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a look and a go at that. But it does look... Like, it's really getting engaged with that same disheartened, horrible yeah. feeling. It's very storytelling-based for a board game, which I was quite yeah. surprised about. And I wanted Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective for ages and finally got it quite a while ago, actually, mm. you know, several months ago, and then left it at a friend's house and haven't got it back yet. Yeah. Um, so, eventually I'll play it. Yeah. Um, and I am looking forward to it. But it's a very sort of sit-down, think, cerebral, mm. glass of brandy maybe a cigar kind of game Ooh, yeah um and we don't have time for that <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that um he said in a terrible way so i thought what we'd do yes we will browse the list of great games so we're on board game geek yep. which we visited before uh we'll just have a look at <coughs> some of the games that came out and we're doing them they're starting by how highly voted they are mm -hmm. so how highly weight um Highly rated, they are by people who use Board Game Geek. Yeah. 
Now, we've talked about Board Game Geek before. They tend to be a little bit more hardcore than maybe we are. Yeah, they like the really intense, yeah. high-depth high games. But which, you know. as you go down, they're not against anything else. They no, just tend don't. not to quite go to the top. So we'll just scroll down a little bit further and we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so the highest-ranked board game of the year and also the highest-ranked board game on Board Game Geek now mm. is Gloomhaven. Mm. Now... I kickstarted the second printing. It's not the second edition. It's the second printing mm -hmm. of Gloomhaven earlier in the year. It was meant to be delivered at the end of October, just in time for my birthday. My birthday is Halloween, so you've missed it, you bastard. Send me presents. <laughs> Send me lots of presents. Send me digital presents to uh, criticaltwits at gmail.com yeah. or brian at criticaltwits.com <laughs> um, or just put them in the post with my name on it and just hope they get to me. Yeah, that could That'd work. That'd be fine. Um, got yeah. distracted now. <laughs> so you're back to the yeah. second but printing. That's it. And we were going to do an unboxing because it's the world's biggest box. It weighs over a stone and a half. Yeah. Um, I've actually lost more weight than that this year. Nice. Which is partly why I haven't played as many games. <laughs> um, but it was really disconcerting to pick it up and go, well, I used to weigh this much more because I can barely lift this. How do I get out of bed in the morning? <laughs> She used to roll. She used to yeah. roll everywhere. Yeah. Um, That's why my wrist doesn't work. <laughs> it's like a rudder. It's just readjusting you while the rest of you presses down on it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that. what happened was um, the delivery company attempted to deliver it mm -hmm. and then sent it back to Germany. And I didn't get it until December. Yeah. Everyone else had already done their unboxing by then. So, yeah, it was kind of pointless. Yeah. And... It looks incredibly hardcore. Yeah. There's lots of stuff in it. Yeah. It looks really, really good. But and yeah. It, it needs a massive it needs at least a reasonable group to sit down and play it on a regular yeah. basis. And it, it works in a sort of campaign system. You don't have to have the same players each and every time. Mm -hmm. But it seems like it's gonna work better if you do that. Yeah. Um there's a really good shut up and sit down review on it so they beat us to it and it's yeah. really good and I highly recommend it and yeah. so even if we play it we might talk about it on the podcast but we're not going to do much more yeah um, so that's like the best game ever so the the second best game and the 41st best game ever on yep. Board Game Geek uh, the second best game of 2017 fuck me I can't even do words let's do that again bro <laughs> so the second best game of 2017 and the 41st best game ever it's quite a jump 40 games mmm um, is the seventh continent? Okay, I could tell you nothing about that. Let's hope the web page loads. We then number ninety, Clans of Caledonia. Mm. I've played this. Oh, have you? Yes. So very occasionally, I will go and visit a board game club in the lovely town of Peterborough. Mm -hmm. The posh gamers. Yes. Uh, they're very lovely people, and they meet in a pub. Um, so Clans of Caledonia is a mid to heavy economic game set in 19th century Scotland. Yeah. It's a slightly fancier version of that uh, game with squares. Uh, Carcassonne. It's a slightly fancier version of Carcassonne, Aaron. Ah, okay. And it has you doing all sorts of... Things with sheep looking at the pictures. Yeah. That's a lot of sheep. Yeah. So I have. There is a I picture. Think this is the one I played. Of hexagons and sheep in front of me. This looks slightly different to what I played. <laughs> Maybe I played a different game. Wanted to be. 
this isn't what I played. So, there, <laughs> so there's another heavy economic board game based in 19th century Scotland. There's another Scottish-looking game, yeah. It's not like Isle of Man or something like that, is it? Isle of something, Isle yeah. of Sky. Yeah. Cool, I played Isle of Sky. I didn't play that one. Cool. cool. This is this is hard, man. Um, what are the chances of there being two things set in a small province of Scotland? Hmm. Sky's part of Scotland, isn't it? I think it's Americans romanticising where they came from. Oh, okay. That would be my guess. Um, so, yeah, I haven't played Cans of Caledonia. No. Um, next up... Yep. It's the delightful Pandemic Legacy Season 2, mm. which is at 91 overall, which is only um, a mere 89 places lower than Pandemic Legacy Season 1. Ooh. Now, we've long promised a review of Pandemic Legacy, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, I we think have. we've actually promised it four separate occasions. Yeah. So, um, quickly, uh, what's your review of Pandemic Legacy? It's good. It takes too fucking long to play it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to get enough people together for long enough. Yeah, yeah. It is possible to play it two-player, though. Yes. So, as a group, we have a copy that, back in the days when Colin was part of us... Two years ago, when it first came out, yeah. yeah we all started a campaign. Yeah. We we all role-played it as we, we were playing. We, yeah, we role-played it as our characters, and we did some little voice bits, and it was, it was going to be amazing. Yeah. We do a whole thing. Yeah. And then we just stopped playing it because yeah, it took we too long because we need yeah. time for other things. Yeah. Um, but I have got a copy myself. And you and I've been start playing, playing it. With my wife. It. Yeah. And we've got up to September, I think. So I've seen some of the weird shits that happens with it. Yeah. So I we got up to originally, we got up to about April or May. Uh, it was April, I think. Yeah. yeah. I've now started playing again. I've got to February with a separate group of people that Aaron doesn't know about. <gasps> I play games with when he's not around. Traitor. Uh, from the Posh Board Game Place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're playing on Thursday. But it's been a month between games. Yeah. So we played three ga- two, two games, two or three games of it last time. Yeah. And now... It's been a month and we'll do it. I think we're trying to do it in real time or something. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I thought of that. I should have suggested it. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's one of those things, if you can play it loads, we, we played, I think, a bit too much. We were playing it every week. Yeah. And it's like, do we want to play Pandemic again? Pandemic's good and it's got shiny things in, but it's still Pandemic. Yeah. And we're sort of being done at the expense of other things yeah yeah uh what i've played so far i've really enjoyed and the stuff they've added has definitely become hugely different to what pandemic itself is yeah while still remaining the same mechanics yeah um so i'm interested in season two definitely but it's going to be a while before i actually get to it (laughs) yeah um so then the the fifth best game of 2017 at 94 on the list Mm mm-hmm um, of games ever is Anachrony okay. which is <laughs> sci-fi bullshit well I like sci-fi. sci-fi mate I don't know you could play it on your own okay yeah I'm starting to feel like we're getting a little bit out of touch what's happened this year though is that nothing's really grabbed me as being like you must play this game it's amazing yeah a lot of the stuff that people were getting really excited about was like the tail end of 2016 mm. Um, things like Scythe and Terraforming Mars yeah. that then disappeared and so feel felt like when I was trying to think what we played I was like or what was big in my mind they were re- re- more recent games than they actually are because they only just started getting reprints yeah like I've only just got a copy of Bloodborne the card game <laughs> yeah it's been out for over a year 
but I've only just got a copy because it coming across from America because mm. it's I think it's called Mini or not maybe I think off the top of my head but it's someone that doesn't really publish in Europe particularly yeah and so you're getting import copies and they cost a load of money and I just found a copy of Dragon Meat yeah um, go back and listen to our interviews from Dragon Meat some of them are really funny <laughs> some of them are really weird yes <laughs> Do you like weird and funny? <laughs> Critical Twits time. Yeah. So, we're going geeks being a dick now, so that's as far as we'll explore. Yeah. But there's just been nothing that's made me go, oh, I really want to play this. No, no. And it seems like a lot of the things that have come out have been really chunky stuff. Yeah. The only thing that, that came out recently that I was like, I really want to play that, I want mm. to get that, is Fallout the board game. Yeah. Um... But again, haven't been able to get a copy in it and it really just came out last month. Yeah. Uh, that's about it, really. I mean, I've played one game that came out this year. It was quite light that yeah. I really enjoyed, um, which is Flip City or Design, Design Town. Town. Which Design actually, Town's the one it's called in Europe. So it's weird because that's an older game that then was bought by someone else and published under a different name and then was republished this year yeah. under its original name but with slightly different art or something. It's a bit complicated. It is, yeah. I really like that. It was fun. Yeah, I really liked it. It was nice. It was compact. You Build a little town space. and then upgrade your cards by flipping them over, yeah. hence the Flip City. Yeah. It's be- That's a much better name for it than Design Town. Design yeah. Town is a shitty name. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a nice little quick test your luck type game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with a bit of fucking around with other people, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed every game with that, and that's about as do as I've got. But again, that's quite a light game. Yes, yeah. I found we've been playing a lot of um, a lot of games that we've played before. We've kind of been going, oh, let's play this again. So mm. recently we played Waterdeep, mm-hmm. uh, Lords of Waterdeep again. Oh, I really um, enjoyed that. Yep. We've played... Well, we played a bit of Fury of Dracula, which came out tail end of last mm. year and then immediately disappeared because of the Games Workshop mm-hmm. uh, dropping its licenses with Fantasy Flight Games and yeah. starting to publish their own stuff. Yeah. We have ragged on Necromunda this year. <laughs> we have. Um, which maybe goes in the miniatures bit, but... Um, yeah, we played, we played, I will now issue a hasty retraction. I think it was last year. My most disappointing game of the year was Spyfall. <laughs> because we tried to play it with three of us and it was crap. We then played Spyfall with like six or seven of us. And it's amazing. It's an amazing game. It's a nice um, social deduction, bluffing, lying game um, with lots of potential for hilarity. The most um, cantankerous answers ever. Yeah. And it only lasts 10 minutes around. So it's a nice, short, sharp game. Yeah. Um, and everyone we've played it with in a larger group has really enjoyed themselves. And yeah. wanted, it's one of those things where, oh, we could play that. Yeah. Because people want to play it. Yeah. So that's been good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on then, I will tell you a game I have played a lot of this year. Yeah. Netrunner. Ah. And we've talked a lot about Netrunner. We have, because at the start of this year I played lots too. Yes. So we're not going to go on and on about Netrunner. No, because you could listen back to our old podcast for that. Yeah, but we will talk about a little bit of why, if you listen to the last three Netrunner podcasts, Aaron is missing. <laughs> yeah. Because why, Aaron? Why don't you love us anymore? Why don't you want to run some nets with us in the grim, dark future of tomorrow plus a bit? Because I'm missing loads of stuff. Yeah. So <sighs> Net, Netrunner... 
We got into last year. Yes. In a big way. Yeah. And we were like, this is so good. We want to talk about it yeah. every month. Yeah. And then it got really complicated around about August, September time, just after um, Euros. Yeah. In the run up to Worlds, the game kept shifting and sliding about. Yeah. They had um, most wanted lists mm-hmm. and the format of those changed. Yeah. Um, they had... A, they had well they had rotation where cards were leaving being a living card game you can't have every card effort still working forever because yep. it just makes the game impossible to balance yep. and alongside that unexpectedly for us probably not for people who are more hardcore than us um, but they had a core 2.0 that's only just been released it came out this month last month it's Jan- last month yeah which I have been waiting for yes. because the original core box are about half the cards now don't work anymore. Yes, there's there's a lot of cards that don't work in the the old core box, and there's a lot of. I was annoyed because I was wasn't buying the first two data cycles, knowing that they were going to cycle Same. out. Yeah, but I did buy my three core sets mm-hmm. to have three copies of all the singles in that set, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh no, we're keeping some of the stuff from those old data packs," yeah. and it was. I'd, I'd bought a couple because there were some cards that I needed. So mm. it was easier for me just to buy all the data packs. Yeah. And have all the cards straight away. But yes. you were behind me in the kind of the collecting everything up kind yes. of state. Yeah, which I was is, still financially stolen in time. Yeah, it's fair enough uh, yeah. being, uh, being a student. And, and to a certain extent, I couldn't be bothered. Mm. Not because I had any problem with the game, but because the concept of buying loads of cards to then sort through them to find the ones that don't we're not allowed to use anymore to make sure I've got the ones that are usable or make sure I've got enough copies of those. That was such a ball ache that I was just like, I'm just gonna wait for the course two point to come out. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. And just do it yeah. properly. Um and I just haven't got round to it yet, which is it's been neglectful of me, but I've been distracted briefly uh, over the last Well month. we've talked about yeah it's been difficult yeah. for us to, to get together. But now it's out. Yeah. I'll, I'll be playing it again. I, I can. Yeah, I remade my my decks like three times yeah. in the space of two weeks. Yes, and then didn't play Netrunner properly for about two months because it annoyed me. Yeah, because it wasn't just like look here is everything that's changing. Deal with it because yeah. that might have been too much. We talked a lot about this yeah, in the previous yeah. podcast, but I felt massively overwhelmed and slightly grumpy about it all. Yeah, yeah. I also got got called a prick on uh, on Facebook on a. Netrunner group because yeah. I wasn't excited about it because it was difficult for me. Well, yeah. Well, so you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Twat. Uh, yeah. Well, fanboy slavish devotion has never been our thing. No. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So that's that's what happened with with that. But there was something. There was a board game version of Netrunner that came out that you and Joe played, and that was this year. Terminal Directive. Terminal Directive. Well. Yeah, so Terminal Directive was a weird one. <laughs> it was a very weird one, because not only was it a quarter one 2017 release that came out in April, which is not quarter one. No. <laughs> um, it, it was, it's a legacy game version of Netrunner that yeah. is really oddly balanced and, and doesn't really work. Mm. It's a really good idea. It's a really interesting idea to bring in legacy game mechanics to Netrunner. It's meant to be the next step for beginning players. Mm. It's not the next step for beginning players. It's really complicated because you've got loads of extra stuff to remember because you get a little board and you stick stickers on it and then you have to mark shit off when you do it. Yeah. 
and it just no so joe and i played through it once we both got a copy because you need the cards to you know to have a full collection anyway but then we just never we never played it the other way around no. the idea was i would run and he would corp and then we'd swap over so yeah. i've not read any of the corp cards and story bits yeah from terminal direct because i've been waiting to do that but i don't really want to no no and as a big fan network joe is he hasn't really seen sort of I want to play this, I want to play this. No. Which he normally does. No, we burnt through it really, really. We like played it and played it. We yeah, yeah. really all over it. And then we were like... Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, so Terminal Directive was an interesting thing. It was, it was a nice idea, but it just didn't... It was Dark Souls again. It was intriguing, but not quite right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of summing up this year so far, but... Yeah, so that's, that's... That's Netrunner. Yeah. It's card game, what we play. Um, I've been playing Magic the Gathering, Aaron. Oh. I know. Oh. Why don't you like Magic the Gathering, Aaron? Because it, it when I played it, it was full of dickheads. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, no. So I've not played with any dickheads. No, no. A lot. Just to be fair, most of the people I played with were quite nice, but I, I made the mistake of going to a tournament with it once and they, they were they were assholes. Yeah. And the game was completely unbalanced for a tournament setting, making it completely unfun. Yeah. So unless you had shitloads of money, you were not getting anywhere with it. Yeah. Now, I've been enjoying playing Magic the Gathering. Mm. In a, this is happening and it's quite easy to play. Yes. I feel it really feels its age. Yeah. In the sense that there's only kind of like three things you do. You play a land, you summon a creature, you enchant something. Yeah. And then you attack four things. Yeah. So it's quite nice and simple. It's really easy to pick it back up. I mean, I played Magic when I was 15. Mm-hmm. I played it again when I was about 22, 23, um, briefly. Yeah. And then now I'm 33. I was able to just pick it back up. Yeah, which um, says a lot to it, to be fair. Yeah, but I'm not going to be buying a shitload of cards or going online and browsing card databases and spending £50 a time on no. things and that kind of thing. Magic's a weird game because it's so popular. Yeah. There are whole, like, local gaming stores, brick-and-mortar places that only exist because of their turnover of Magic cards. Yeah. And because of that buying and selling and trading of, of cards, like, the market that goes mm. with it, because it's you get your randomised boosters and whatnot. It's really odd. Yeah. It's, like, such a cornerstone of the hobby, <clears> and it's, yeah, it's something we've not touched <laughs> and no. we've never talked upon. No, because it's it's something that grates with us. I think because, again, as, as, as kids growing up being financially not that well off... Yeah, yeah. ...stuff like that was off-putting. Because you couldn't You couldn't play as well as other people simply because you couldn't afford the stuff that they could. Yeah. I'll be honest, you know, in my 20s, I remember picking up a, like, a dual pack for a friend. Yeah. It was, like, two just pre, pre-made decks yeah. uh, that were supposed to be sort of balanced against each other. And I remember playing quite a few games of those and really enjoying it. Yeah. Because, again, it was nice, quick, simple fun. Yeah. But I never felt the urge to go buy any more booster packs ever again. And I did have a little period where I tried, and I can only afford, like, a pack a month kind of thing. Yeah. If I scraped stuff together. And I enjoyed, you know, the collector in me enjoyed that for a little while. Yeah. It was just impossible to keep up with because it's yeah. released so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, the person I've been playing with mostly, they have a Planeswalker deck. Mm-hmm. And they got me a, me a Planeswalker deck. Yeah. It's quite interesting, actually, because I didn't expect, but in that deck you get a couple of boosters as well from the relevant set. Okay. To get you into that kind of opening oh, and having something that, different. That's crack dealer. Yeah. Levels, it? It's like, oh, have a free loot box kind of, yeah. kind of thing. 
Um, but it does mean that you've immediately got some options to customise your deck and change stuff about and play around with it. Yeah. Um, and also a load of cards from different colours that you're never going to include. <laughs> yeah. But you might go, that looks really cool. Let me get the black deck. Yeah. Or big black deck. Just a hefty black deck. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest, blackest deck. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so we might talk about that at some point. Yeah, I'll be interested to play it again, see what it feels like again. And Yeah, there's, a, there's definitely a nostalgia there. And I'm yeah. getting to the age now where nostalgia's a thing. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's that comfort food. There were, yeah. there were pleasant times playing it, so I'm going to look back and play in it and win that yeah. mentality at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's board games and card games. Yeah. About tabletop RPG games, Aaron. Oh. We've already said, because we're all over the place, yeah. that we found a long-running campaign very difficult mm-hmm. to uh, to undertake. Uh, we have attempted campaigns for GenLab. Yes. Uh, mutant GenLab Alpha. Mutant Year Zero GenLab Alpha. Yeah. GenLab Alpha uh, Mutant like Year that, Zero. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Words. Lots of words. In a string. It's only words. No, still no, nothing. Still nothing. <laughs> still nothing. Um, you played it for me and it's still nothing. <laughs> Dear me. Um, we have played some Pathfinder. We yes. tried Crimson Throne, uh, or Curse of the Crimson Throne, yeah. the second adventure path for Pathfinder that they released at the end of last year, mm. but we didn't get till this year in a big hardback book because we mm. played Rise of the Rune Lords and had... A mixed time, a really good time, and then a, a bad time at the end when the game became too complicated yeah. because Pathfinder, Dungeon Dragons, higher level stuff is bollocks in my opinion because you'd need a calculator and four hours for a combat. Yeah. Um, so starting Crimson Throne at a low level, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really what we were after anymore as a role play group. We wanted the story and the characters, not the grind and the numbers no I think we get our numbers from other things these days yeah so it it was the combats I think mostly that slowed us down yeah that we got into and we're like okay that was a thing we've got to the point now where if it's not you're going a combat within about five minutes people just start wander off yeah <laughs> either mentally or actually physically oh it's going to have a cigarette break and then yeah and how do you have time to go do that and come back before somebody's finished a turn yeah even in low level sometimes whereas we've been playing a lot of Mutant Year Zero um, a lot of the Sprawl yeah where the combat is much much quicker yeah. much more much deadlier as well I never feel super scared in in Pathfinder no considering uh, how often we've had characters at less than zero health but then you take ages to bleed out yeah and um, you just get stabilised by, well, me. The cleric, cleric comes over and pokes you for yeah. one point of healing or just a stabilised spell. Yeah. And you're kind of good to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been in, it's been weird. It's like going back to something, that nostalgia. Mm. I played so much Pathfinder and D&D 3.5 for like yeah. the last 15 years and then going, well, it's not as good as I remember. No. Uh, and again, that could come down simply to us not having time to play on a regular basis. Yeah, so there's gaps between yeah. sessions and such like as uh, well. Because we're old. And yeah. so not being able to get our teeth into it as much. So we're looking for bittier things that we can get into. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Mutant, we can go do a little thing, have a quick combat and still do loads of story. Yeah. And then come back to it. Although with Gen Lab Alpha, we were finding there was moments of slog. Yes. Because of the way some of the mechanics worked for yeah. you running away and things like that. And yeah, Gen Lab Alpha was the, the first campaign, but 
the animal mutants are not as fun to play as the mutant mutants from Mutant Year Zero. Yeah. So those who don't know, it's a spin-off game set in the same world, but instead of playing sort of genetically engineered or radioactively mutated mutant people, you play human-animal hybrid people. Yes. And it has slightly different mechanics, to mm-hmm. give it a flavour. Yeah. But those mechanics involve your character descending into animalhood and running off and then having to be chased and yeah and things like that and the powers that they have aren't as powerful so the world feels even more brutal yes yeah and mutiny zero is brutal enough yeah um there's genuinely a chance you could die in every combat in mutiny is it no matter how powerful you are yeah, yeah. um we went through so many characters in gen lab mm. yeah um so yes we reviewed it last year mm. Um, do you still stand by the review? Is it still a good game? Is it still yeah, a fun game? I think it's. I think it's still good and fun. I think possibly the way we role play might not be quite the way it mm. intends, which I think we mentioned in the review. Yeah, we tend to like role play every <coughs> minute. Yeah, which which means when a character runs off or stops talking for a day, that's a long time for a player to be out of action. Yeah, yeah, the stopping talking thing when you forget how to talk because your animal. P- side yeah. is taking over whereas most people will just go okay well we're going to stop and rest for a day well it was really it was really fun for a few weeks and then it was like but now i don't get to do anything yeah and it, i mean if it happens like yeah we'll stop and rest for a day but if you're in the middle of a mission into robot control territory because yes. the robots are the bad guys and you're halfway through and you know you're you can't stop because they'll catch you yeah, yeah it, it, it becomes very very tricky yeah um um, but and uh, loses its fun of role playing yeah, that. Yeah, and again, it it might just be because it was so brutal that it got to a point where it's getting a bit depressing. Well, I don't think we had any of the original characters left. No, <laughs> and both Mutant Year Zero and Gen Lab Alpha have a kind of mechanic where you're not just role playing the characters that you have. You're playing the organisation, so mm. you're you're playing the Resistance in Gen Lab Alpha. Yeah, and you uh, get to or- choose their things, or you choose your arc. Yeah. In Mutant is Zero. And with Gen Lab Alpha, you're also playing technically part of a particular animal tribe. Yeah. Which is, I think, where the big issue came in with it, is that same our character is part of Rabbit Tribe, well, we were never near Rabbit, Rabbit Tribe. tribe. No, because the base of the Resistance is the other side. side of the world, and it's really dangerous to go beyond your territory. Yeah. So yeah. rather than having a Rabbit character who I could just sort of supersede in, would take them a couple of weeks to get across the map to come to us. Yeah. And it... The slog things again, poss- probably because of the way our role playing style works, it just didn't didn't click with us. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a good. I still hold it as a good game. But yeah, I just it, don't think it's our kind of game necessarily. Yeah, anymore. I think Mutant Year Zero we were able to do a bit more with yeah. because of the way we play. Yeah, um, we've also speculatively got our hands on various things. Mm. Um, Starfinder. Mm. Uh, we played a session for the channel for. Um, but it kind of kind of didn't work mm. because Starfinder the space version of Pathfinder came out and like Pathfinder you're meant to have a core book and a bestiary they call it something else it's like a space bestiary encyclopedia encyclopedia yeah I, don't, I can't remember what it's called yeah I can't be bothered to type it because <laughs> it came out like a month after the, the, the main mm. book and it's like well you need the things to fight then you need the challenge yeah there's not the Starfinder book doesn't contain a sample adventure it doesn't contain 
Mm. some like a bunch of NPCs for you to use so you don't have to use like wibbly alien races or anything yeah you could just have some NPCs so it looked promising but there wasn't a lot you could do with it they're kind of catching up now yeah but it felt a little odd because it's just Pathfinder in space like the gods Mm. have the same names and it's a bit weird yeah it doesn't feel like its own thing it feels just like a like a weird parallel universe tribute thing yeah 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 so it might be good might might not i don't know yeah i suppose if you're massively i mean i'm hugely sci-fi but i suppose if you're really into that kind of fantasy sci-fi kind of thing yeah it'd be the thing for you i suppose yeah it had a, a system for like spaceship combat and building up a ship together as a group that looked quite interesting yeah though. so we might come back to that um we unboxed paranoia mm-hmm. and have not got round to playing it yet no because that's definitely a, a one-off thing and I keep forgetting to take it with me when I know that people won't be there. Yeah. Because we've been playing the Sprawl instead and that's fine. The yeah. Sprawl is good. Yeah. But again, we kind of overall play it and we don't complete a mission in a single <laughs> evening and yeah. then you've got random people and uh, it becomes tricky. Yeah. Um, I did buy Tales from the Loop, mm. which is essentially Stranger Things, the role-play game. We yeah. unboxed that on the channel as well. Yeah. Looks really good. Yeah. It's only really me and Aaron that want to play. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a tricky one. I have maybe found some other people to play with us, <gasps> but then it's a case of scheduling and finding time. Yeah. On top of all the other things. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's been tricky as well, but that looks fun. Yeah, it does. So yeah, that's our sad story of tabletop RPGs. Malifaux. Yeah. Malifaux, we, we've we, picked up a bit more. We've held our own tournament. Yeah. And in two weeks' time, we'll be going to a tournament Mm. uh, as a group. So we are going to the Troubleshooters tournament. Troubleshooters 3, it's the third one. Mm. Um, On January the 13th in Northampton. No, Mm. Northamptonshire. It's in Daventry. Which I know not of. No. Uh, It's like Coventry, but everyone is called Dave. Yes. Instead Mm. of Cove. Yes. Like (laughs) they are there. So this is a newbie-friendly tournament because we've played lots of Malifaux. We've done all sorts of Malifaux things, but we've never played in a Malifaux tournament with, like, strangers. I've never played a game of Malifaux with someone that I've known for less than five years. Mm. (laughs) That's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. Put it that way. But equally, I can totally understand why, because... People who play tabletop war games can be very intense. Well, we've been playing our own little bubble. Yeah. I never, I played a lot of Games Workshop. I used to manage a Games Workshop. I was king of the nerds, as I always say. Yeah. Um, crown me. Uh, <laughs> I got to the end. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be a pawn. <laughs> Could have been a queen. Yeah. If you don't become a king, but fuck, that, that didn't work, did it? Chess! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As we all shout when we play chess, as yes. the rules prescribe. Um, yeah, we've not played outside of our own little bubble of our little meta, and it's like a little bit intimidating to go and just play with a bunch of people. We were challenged um, by um, the Red Jokers. Yes. To do... Was that the burst of the worst tournament? Was it with them? No, that was ours. Um, no, that was the one we did. Yeah, yeah. They they just challenged us to do a, a tournament. Yeah. And so we've kind of got there finally. 
<laughs> so that's a thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it's beginner friendly. It's also the first time using the new Gaining Grounds 2018 stuff, mm. which will be interesting mm. because not played it. <clears throat> yeah. It, I've seen the playtest rules, but I don't bother with stuff until it's proper. I'm not yeah. an early adopter. I'd make a terrible playtester because I just get frustrated at something being wrong. <laughs> Some yeah. people are good at that. They're like, oh, this thing is wrong and this is what we should do. And I just go, oh, I don't like it. It's not the proper <laughs> thing. I don't care. And yeah. I don't buy the latest technology until... It's been tested. Until it's, it's been tested, yeah. and, So uh, none of my mobile phones have set themselves in fire on fire in my pocket. Yeah. But I also don't have the latest shiny phone. No. But it's fine. Yeah, because you've got something that works. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, but we've been... Yeah, we've, we've been fairly active in our own little bubble playing yeah we've played which, lots we had a day last week yes which I turned up late to but I was there played a, game. There. played a game with your brand new stuff yeah so it's long been a it's long been a thing that Aaron has one master <laughs> yeah or one mistress yeah um, for Malifaux whereas what you're meant to do really is buy a few in the yeah. same faction to give you different options yeah, you yeah. kind of steadfastly spent two years playing one crew yes yeah. how was it different playing your new crew <laughs> it was more fun yes <laughs> it was yeah. so much more fun yeah okay yeah because it was very linear before yes with with the crews i had so you were playing mizaki yes. who's renowned for being she was in the burst of the worst yeah. she was she was a uh, a master that's not considered to be very good no because she's a glass cannon Runs yeah. in, smashes things, runs away. And so are most of the things that work well with her. Yeah. And she also, she works off of burning soul stones, which are, mm. for those who aren't particularly uh, versed, they're a, quite a precious resource yes. that you can do all sorts of tricks with. Mm -hmm. Including, like, keeping key models alive for longer. Yeah. Her playstyle revolves around throwing those <laughs> away, getting rid of them early to power up. Mm -hmm. I think as a new player... More soul stones is good. It lets you draw more cards. It lets you keep your master alive longer by avoiding damage. It lets you get that turn when you need it. It lets you put that that suit of cards in that you really need in yes. that particular flip to do the thing. And it's just something that's that that just helps balance you out a little bit. So yeah. I've been leaning towards bigger caches of soul stones in my games recently. Yes. Whereas Mizaki's like burn them, burn yeah. them all. Have as few as possible. Everything costs loads. Don't have much in the way of options. Whereas I had seven with Ulix. Ulix, yeah. So you've changed faction as well. Yeah. So you've gone to gone to Gremlins. Yes, because uh, I, when was I used to play um, Warhammer? I always used to quite like the orcs. Yeah. Completely unbalanced. Would mostly just blow themselves up and just have loads yeah. of models and stuff would possibly happen with them. But they were fun. I wrote, I've had battles where I've brought a tank on, fired it, and it's exploded in the first turn, and then obliterated somebody else's squad because the turret yeah. landed on them. That was yeah. hilarious. I still lost, but it was fucking funny. Yes, the and the gremlins are very much like that. Yes, but in they places, actually have yeah. balance at times. Yeah. Like Something can go very wrong for you, but there are ways of making that work in your favour. It also can go very right for you. When it does, they're, they're, they're scary dangerous at times. I played against... Collins Resurrectionists and all I'm basically playing a pig army yeah who don't have much in the way of willpower apart from the um, dog and the really old pig 
who have got a bit of better willpower than Ulix has, uh, which I found quite funny. Yeah. Um, but most of the rest of them got really bad willpower, so it made me really weak against Colin's crew, essentially, because he uses a lot of willpower damaging attacks. Yeah. And, yeah, I still... I only just lost. Yeah. I, I scored more points than I've scored in any other game. I felt I had options, and I was still learning how it worked. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Colin was going easy on me, because you know, <laughs> I was learning the crew. Yeah. But... I at least had fun with it. When stuff went yeah, wrong, yeah. it was funny. Mm. Um, and things were survivable. So if I put something in the wrong position and it went off and did something stupidly or I pulled the wrong card and I failed on something, it at least survived another turn so I could do something else with it rather than just die on the spot. A bit more forgiving. Yeah. Yeah, because 10 Thunders tend to be very brittle. Yes. Unless you could take Illuminated because they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should take some illuminated man. I should have done. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe I went with them because of the the whole East Asian mythos and and yeah, setting yeah. kind of appeals to me. Yeah, that's fine. But fine. It all, fine. <laughs> but equally, they also felt quite bland and sort of didn't really grab my attention. Whereas the Gremlins have grabbed my attention. The stuff that's happening with them is quite funny. I'm interested. Yeah. In what they do. I'm really interested in Zap, I think it is. I might have got his Yeah, name yeah, Zap. The, the Sky Pirate. Yes, so another master. So you'd have some variety within your uh, your faction yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I decided to stick, try and stick to a faction and mm-hmm. try and sort of get collectors, all the Neverborn things, really. Yeah. Um, so I've got a few new bits. I've still got masters I haven't played and all sorts kicking around. It's been nice to play. I tried the Dreamer the other day mm. and found him really tricky. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it seems to be a lot you have in the drug or, or yeah. from when I came um, in. He's renowned for being very good, but I don't know if I'm good enough yet. Yeah. I might take something more forgiving for me <coughs> or something that I know a bit better to mm. this tournament. That's like Sonya. Just yeah. set things on fire because it's fairly simple. Yeah, and again, also quite funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, like Malifaux releases... They, they sort of finished off a book. They released a new book. The new book didn't have much stuff. It didn't have any new masters. It had a new master. It had a gremlin master in to catch them up. Mm. But it wasn't full of stuff I felt I really needed to grab straight away, actually. No. I've kind of been just filling in gaps in crews now. Yeah. So, again, like the actual release for this year, a bit lacklustre. Not yeah, really sort of bit. attention grabbing. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end of part one of our review of 2017, where we talk about all the tabletop games, what we have played and enjoyed. Yeah. We normally would give out awards, yeah. but we haven't played enough stuff to give out awards. No. Um, which is fine. You don't always have to be chasing what's new if you can find comfort, solace and entertainment in older yeah. things. I think there's a, a, a feel that or there's a there's a pressure to try the latest thing the newest thing yeah. to keep chasing the hype yes in all in all areas all hobbies and, and such yeah, like yeah. and actually you don't need to do that no the same way you sit down with a, a book you've read before and it's quite old and well yeah. written sometimes it's the same with games of all forms yeah, I actually reread a book this year. I don't normally reread books. Mm. I haven't for like the last 10 years. I always feel I need to be reading something new, seeing yeah. what's out because of my writing stuff. And yeah, this year I, just, I picked up some old stuff. I picked up Watchers by Dean Koontz that I loved when I was a kid and found out that Dean Koontz has some very conservative uh, views Ooh. that I didn't realise when I was a child. Ooh. That was interesting. Um, I reread The Talisman by Stephen King and Peter Straub, which was my favourite book growing up. Um, and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
never go back. <laughs> never go back. <laughs> yeah. I may have reread some else as well, but that's pretty much yeah. pretty much the the big ones for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I, I've only really read a couple of books this year. But we have been chasing the new with video games. We so uh, join us for our next episode where we will look at all the video games yeah. and do a review of those. We might actually give out some awards in that one as yeah, well. Yeah, I played enough to actually know that. <laughs> cool. Brilliant. So uh, I've been Brian Ennis. And I've been Aaron Vinsky. We have been the Critical Twits. Yes. And we will see you next time. Yeah. If you like what we do, do the stuff. Bye. Bye.